0: MLB Network's Greg Amsinger is on MLB Tonight every evening, and he, Greg, joins Carrick and Smallman every Thursday morning here on 101 ESPN. Greg told Emily, as she called him for this hit on our show, that he did a four-hour live look-in on Tony LaRusse's White Sox and the Twins last night. That was a marathon. How are you doing this morning? I'm
1: feeling great. No, look, we try to uh, bring the MLB Tonight style... Uh, to our showcase game, which is basically our game of the week. And I loved it. We're in Studio 42 where Harold can jump up and do a demo of Tim Anderson or Billy Hamilton taking a big lead, and try to steal a base from second to third. and We can do breakdown tapes, Dan please can act like a goofball, uh, and we can give you updates and live look into the other games. So the format is actually blowout proof. And we were kind of waiting. It's the third time we've done it. Not that I'm rooting against a good game, but I was kind of I was kind of rooting against a good game, and, and it was twelve to three in the fourth inning, and we flew around the league. There were so many other games going on, and it was fun, and it was a new style of doing it, and it was kind of baseball for the ADD kid out there, and I'm one of them, so I had a
0: blast for four hours. It's a good time. Greg, I got to tell you, as a fan of Tony Larusa, I'm kind of concerned about the three and a half hour game for him.
1: I got you. You know what? We met with him before
0: the game. Okay, Randy. And
1: I was taken aback by how chill and relaxed he is. He respects these guys so much. He said, Tim Anderson is already one of his top five favorite players. He's ever managed. And think of the guys he's managed. He loves doing what he's doing. He's not overthinking it. He's got a great young staff that, that, they understand how to communicate with the front office and make things work. He thinks Shelly Duncan, who is on his staff, and he takes all the analytical information and kind of translates it to the players. He's going to be a manager someday. It doesn't look like he's got the same intensity that wore him out back in 2011. He he is relaxed. He barely has his cap on his head, which I don't understand why that is. And, and he's just chilling, man. he, it's weird. His tone, and I told him this, it's like he's on vacation. And <laughs> and that's the way he's going about this right now. A chill and relaxed Tony Larusa. I don't know if I can envision that, Greg. <laughs> who knew, right? I mean, look, maybe we all find our prime when we're 76. We can only be so lucky, you know what I mean? So, Greg, when are the Dodgers going to find their prime? They're sitting at 20 and 17. They're third in the NL West. Why are they underachieving? You know, when you lose an MVP, it actually... Creates a significant dent offensively. And Cody Bellinger is a terrific talent. Hasn't played in their lineup yet. The starting rotation is supposed to be better than, than this. It's supposed to be the best rotation we've ever seen. I am going to give you a conspiracy theory, which is what I love to do. Love uh, go back to the story that Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reported that Major League Baseball looked into seven to ten baseballs that Trevor Bauer was throwing in a game. And it wasn't just Trevor Bauer they were worried about. The Dodgers were dominating in their rotation and in their bullpen. And if you go back to that date and then look at the Dodgers record, they have been completely deflated. Their ERA collectively has been inflated. And I'm just wondering if pine tar was accidentally getting all over their baseballs at Chavez Ravine. And since Major League Baseball said cut it out, they don't have the same kind of spin rate and command that they had when the season opened. So I've noticed that I went back and looked at that date. They went on a horrible run where no one expected them to lose 15 out of 20 games. Uh, the, the Padres series really did wipe out them emotionally. And then all of a sudden you look at the lineup and you're thinking, okay, the Dodgers are by far the best team in baseball. Right. And after Seager, you're like, okay, uh, this this guy guy's good. Max Muncy, Chris Taylor, Will Smith. This is the heart of the offensive juggernaut, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wait a minute. I like Goldschmidt, Arenado, DeYoung, and Yachty a little better than that. So I think this mirage that they are perfect was created because of a 60-game pandemic shortened season that they dominated in. They got up to the hot start. They added other pieces like Bauer, so we thought they were going to be untouchable, but Man, they are very mediocre right now. And the NOS is kind of up for grabs, including a team like the Giants in play, which I'm still not buying them either.
0: Hey, Greg, you watch a lot of games at once, and I know you always try to keep a close eye on the Cardinals. Boy, do you, do you notice a major difference with Harrison Bader playing center field rather than somebody else?
1: Night and day, man. Night and day. When he slipped and fell at the track and, and low cane, t- tagged up at second base and scored last night, You can overlook that play, but at least he caught it. The athleticism and core strength to fall down and still lunge to make that catch. This guy is a physical specimen and his speed running things down. We're looking at the Minnesota twins right now and what they're lacking in center field with Byron Buxton out on the IL. They got Max Kepler, who's eerily similar defensively to Dylan Carlson, a plus corner outfielder, but he's an average mediocre center fielder defensively. First inning last night, there's a fly ball that should have been caught. Abreu hits it. It goes off the base of the wall last night in Chicago. Max Kepler isn't Byron Buxton. You take these plays for granted that the great defensive center fielders – can make. And we had Tory Hunter on the broadcast last night as, an, a, a, as a guest, and it drives him crazy when he sees the Ahmed Rosarios in Cleveland, a former shortstop of the Mets, learning how to play center field in the big leagues. Nick Senzel, a, a third baseman drafted out of college, a middle infielder throughout the minor leagues, learning how to play center field with the Reds in the big leagues. It's an important position that you should value. Cardinals have their gold glove caliber center fielder back, and you're going to see a lot of big moments. Just gets silenced, which really doesn't show up in the box score. Harrison Bader, extremely valuable to the team. And he's hitting, by the way, which is a good thing. It is, Greg. So since we got the word that the Angels designated Albert Pujols for assignment, everyone's been wondering what his next move is. What do you think the future holds for Albert Pujols? Is this the end? I No, I don't think it's the end. He really wants 700 home runs. I think he really wants to get and stay in shape uh, to next year. He believes, a lot of people believe this, that with a new collective bargaining agreement, there will be 30 teams employing a designated hitter. I also believe that will happen. And his market will be larger. Now, is there a chance no one will want him? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he was below league average offensively for the last couple of years. Um, but he still has value to one particular team. And I've said it before. I said it a long time ago. and I think people in St. Louis rolled their eyes at it. You know, Albert Pools is one of the greatest Cardinals of all time. Now, the the way it ended with the Angels, it's what he gave away. He gave away the ceremony at the end of his career, which he could still give back. I mean, Mariano Rivera had the ceremony. Derek Jeter had the ceremony. Even Ozzie Smith, while he wasn't playing every day, the Cardinals gave him a standing ovation, Cardinal fans, every time he came to the plate. But when you sign and take the big money, stuff like this can happen. That's how it ended with the Angels. I still think this year, if Albert's going to play, I have a short list of teams that could Explore an Albert Pulse addition. Number one on my list would be the Kansas City Royals. They've lost 10 straight games. Very disappointing. You could put Soler right, Benintendi in right, Ben and Tendy in left. You got you had Dyson and Taylor platooning in center field. Oh, Hearn is not moving the needle at all. Albert could play with Santana at first. He could DH for his former manager, uh, Mike Matheny, that, that, or not former manager, but a guy that he knows really well, former teammate. So he could actually do that. I think the Cleveland Indians have the best pitching in the AL Central, even better than the White Sox, believe it or not. And, and they can't generate any offense. Offensively, they're weak. They can explore Albert Pujols, potentially, uh, as a DH. And there's one National League team, I'm just going to put this out there, one NL team that might go, you know what? We got Daniel Vogelbach hitting 200 playing first base. The Milwaukee Brewers have Jackie Bradley Jr. as a middle-of-the-order bat. You don't know what you're going to get when Christian Yelich comes back with chronic back injuries, and they've got terrific pitching. So Colton Wong and Albert Pouls on the right side of the infield. Could you imagine? So I've only got the Brewers <laughs> as the only NL team. And could you fathom Albert Pools competing against the Cardinals month of September to win the NL Central? Whoa! So those are the only three teams that I think is a realistic shot
0: with. That would be great theater. The Angels. Uh- it it was palatable for them to swallow the rest of the 30 million for this year. The Tigers still have 64 million on the books after this season for Miguel Cabrera who's hitting 160 with a 259 on base and a 512 OPS. A 512 OPS. Would the Tigers, do you think, say, you know what, it's not going to happen. We'll just swallow the 64 plus.
1: Yeah, I do. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I think next year you'll see uh, Miguel Cabrera, he, he might not be on the team come opening day next year. But I think the rest of this season, they already they kind of made their bed. Uh, and, and, you know, they got Spencer Torkelson in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. They, they want to groom him. He's eventually going to be the first baseman of the Detroit Tigers. And he's, he's you a know, number one pick, Arizona State superstar. They really think he's the future face of the franchise. And they've got talent coming up in their farm system. But the Detroit Tigers, that that contract is going to make Albert Pools look like a Max Scherzer contract. <laughs> with yeah, the Washington right. Nationals because it's so bad. So it's unfortunate because as, as you know, the Players Association, the union, uh, tries to fight with the league owners about contracts and guaranteed money. And, you know, you guys are offering us multi-year deals. Man, all you have to do is just continuously slide these contracts. The Robbie Cano's, the Albert Pools, the Prince Fielders, the, the Miguel Cabrera's, all these long-term contracts, Josh Hamilton, they all blew up in owners' faces. So other than Max Scherzer, who I think it's the greatest $200-plus contract in the history of baseball, um, it's hard to find another deal that panned out. Do I think Mike Trout's will? I do think Mike Trout's $400-plus contract will pan out. But even right now, there's panic in, in Flushing, Queens, watching Francisco Lindor look like an average offensive player with a $341 million contract. So, yeah, Miggy is kind of the face of what's happening. Aging positioning players, aging position players, not aging well. And um, it's been a theme, unfortunately, this year.
0: Finally, Greg, I'm not a huge Star Trek guy, but I am aware of the, the idea and the reality of, and I hope it's a reality, of being able to beam somebody up. Because I want to be beamed all over this country. You guys take social media tweets on your show. And the other night, somebody actually had the gall, the unmitigated gall, to tweet to MLB's MLB Tonight Show that Greg Amsinger's hair looked off. And Greg, I I loved your defense. You say, hey, send in a picture of yourself. I loved that. But I want to be able to be able to be beamed to this person and punch them right in the face.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you, Randy. I do appreciate uh, how protective you are over my hair. Um, What I said was, I looked at the camera, I go, come on, man. I want to see what you got under there. You, You can use your thumbs and you can talk trash, but take your hat off Uh, let's see your receding hairline and let's see what you got on top of your head because guess what, it's not this and I point (laughs) towards my hair Um, look, my hair's a little long uh, our researcher, Matt Baker, he's unbelievable, man. He's like rain man of baseball stats. He actually did some uh, uh, investigating. This guy has made numerous tweets about my hair. He's obsessed with my hair. Mm. So He watches my haircuts. He watches how I style my hair. He once tweeted that looks like Greg's getting a little salt and pepper. Like, this guy's out there, man. So, you know. I might need you, Randy. I might need you as my bodyguard you know, walking the around because there's the guy that really does think about Greg Amsinger's hair more than me. And that's, a, that's crazy. That's a lot of time thinking about your hair, Greg. But just know that je- jealousy is a disease. So let's all hope he gets well soon. Yes. You know, and I'll take it as a compliment, you know, at least I have something to talk about and I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> hey, you're always the best. We appreciate it. We'll be tuned in tonight and have a great day. you guys. Are the best. Yeah. See Greg. Greg Amzinger, MLB Network. Always fantastic on 101 ESPN.
1: Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.
0: Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help